Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, it's Doug Gottlieb. You know, our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for fast, free shipping, free roadhouse protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of the best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Kumo Majesty 9 Solus TA91. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Everything you need to elevate your drive, simply go to TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Hey, welcome into the Friday podcast. Your boy Doug Gottlieb here wishing you the happiest and safest of New Year's. Thanks so much for being a listener and downloading. Tell friends. We do the show, obviously, every day. Well, except tomorrow. Um, anyway, not sure if you're aware, but the Cleveland Browns made a GM change. Huh. And the, the, the Dallas Cowboys have not made a coaching change. We'll get into that. Plus a little bowl game talk. Got a lot of interesting stuff. But first, let's start with the decision in Cleveland. Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. America, Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio, last show of 2019. <clears throat> Can't wait till 2020. Who's with me? Huh? 
You? You? Tough year? Yep. Uh, kind of a tough year in Cleveland. That's where we'll begin. We'll cover the bowl season, what I think's taking place in the bowl games. That upcoming. Like the, the truth to the bowl games. Got a little NBA stuff. Happy birthday to LeBron James, right? LeBron James, 35, at his 35th birthday yesterday. Lots of stuff. Antonio Brown is, like, I actually was on TV last week, and people were talking about Antonio Brown playing in the National Football League this year. I was like, no, he's not. And I, he continues to dig a grave for himself. And then pull out the pistol and attempt to shoot himself so that he will, he will see his football grave very, very soon, if he hasn't already. Um, there's discussion about the Patriots. We got to get to that. Let's start with the news of the day that said John Dorsey is out. He is done. He is finished. He was relieved of his duties. It was, he was offered a demotion. Actually, wait, so I get paid to not do anything? Oh, no, no, no. I guess I'm going to pass. But John Dorsey, who is all hat, no cattle, right? This is what he's done before. This is the path that he went down in Kansas City, which ultimately led to his ouster in Kansas City. Let's not give him credit for Mahomes. We have to give him credit for some of the other key personnel pieces that he brought to the Kansas City Chiefs. Even Tyreek Hill. But Tyreek Hill, as much as that was absolutely a hit, the fact is that Tyreek Hill is part and parcel to the narrative and the story that is John Dorsey, which is, hey, let's just go get the best players and they'll figure it out. And that doesn't work. Because football, though you have to have the Jimmys and the Joes and the X's and the O's, there is a chemistry to it. There is the idea of making yourself a football team that plays for one another and wants to accomplish a common goal. And he could never really crack that code. And he got fired, not for any other reason than the decisions that he made at head coach and how that affected his quarterback. The lack of discipline, I actually commend Jimmy Haslam. Jimmy Haslam identified the problem. Here's the problem. Baker Mayfield has no discipline. The football team has no discipline. That falls on the coach, but also on the guy who decided to hire the coach. And so Dorsey lost his gig. And by the way, Baker Mayfield lost the only advocates he had in that building. Don't get me wrong. I'm sure Jimmy Haslam likes him. He's made him a lot of money. He sold a lot of jerseys. But with all of the hullabaloo, all of the palaver about Baker Mayfield, all of the discussion about him, the fact is that John Dorsey was the one who empowered him, calling him Brett Favre. That was the next Brett Favre. And, um, you know, his head coach also ignited that flame. The Browns remind me in many ways of Legends of the Fall. You guys remember like, God, I'm, I'm actually getting old now. Legends of the Fall is 1994. My goodness. So when I tell you that the Academy Award winner for Best Art Direction, Best Sound Mixing, 
You know, when I tell you that gave us a, a great movie, you'd be like, I kind of remember that movie. Brad Pitt, Anthony Hopkins, Aiden Quinn. Remember this movie? Anybody? Um, even Bart the Bear, which is a real bear who has a scene at the end of the movie. Basically, all you need to know is it's a terrible story about a family in Montana and everybody dies. And that's how the Cleveland Browns feel like today. Baker Mayfield didn't lose his job today, didn't get cut today, but it sure feels like at the end of this movie, everybody dies. There's a cutaway to Baker in a beard, with a beard somewhere in Montana fighting a bear, and ultimately the bear slays him. That's what this feels like. That's what it feels like. And whether it's the expectation of a number one overall pick or the fact that it's Cleveland being Cleveland, when you've heard so many, such a mixed bag of names for the head coaching job, you know that there's two different, two different leak, leaking sources. One was John Dorsey, who wanted, you know, an actual coach who would take the job and take orders. The other was Jimmy Haslam, who's willing to bring in somebody who's going to bring in their own guy. And now you know where they're going. They will not go with an inexperienced coach. They will go with, the coach may be inexperienced, but he will be tied to whatever GM or whatever president is calling the shots. That's the way these things go. If you ask yourself, how the hell the Buffalo Bills go from the laughing stock of the NFL, the can't-get-right team with the longest playoff drought in the league, to two playoff appearances in three years, what did they do? They hired a young defensive coordinator fresh off a Super Bowl appearance, and truth is, Sean McDermott actually came off of a bad defensive year. It's the year after Josh Norman left, and they had two rookie defensive backs. But McDermott helped take them to a Super Bowl, and he brought in his own guy, Brandon Bean. And together, collectively, they put together an outstanding young athletic roster on defense and managed a young, inexperienced, inaccurate quarterback on offense. And it's worked. It's worked. If last year was about... Sean McVay and anyone that knows or deals with Sean McVay, they, they would get a head coaching job. This year feels like the McDermott year. A guy like McDermott or somebody who's worked under McDermott, those are the guys that will get those opportunities. Get a coach with a GM, get lockstep, establish a culture, win with defense, protect the football, run the football, and just manage the fact that you have a young quarterback who's under club control and not making a ton of money. And so when I hear names like Urban Meyer, I knew that John Dorsey was going to get fired. When you hear names like, um, what's his name in New England? Yeah, Josh McDaniels, you knew John Dorsey was going to get fired. Right? Like, Josh McDaniels is not coming from Cleveland to work for John Dorsey. Like, that, that's not happening. Even Mike McCarthy, who's been rumored. Mike McCarthy and John Dorsey worked together in Green Bay John Dorsey didn't hire him last year when Mike McCarthy was on the market. And so, you know, if Mike McCarthy were to get the job, John Dorsey wasn't going to be around. But whether it's the, the inability to manage expectations, the inability to manage discipline of a football team, poor planning, the wrong coach for the right team, a lack of discipline, or just a dysfunctional, you know, island of misfit toys, the Browns are the Browns. The organization has 
only made the playoffs once since its existence in 1999. And I credit Jimmy Haslam. I credit Dan Snyder. Of course, Dan Snyder's hired a coach, but two guys who have been seen as kind of uh, power-playing owners who wield their power and try to make some football decisions, those are guys who, at least in the last 48 hours, have said, you know, I really don't know. I really don't know. I'll let somebody else know. I'll let somebody else figure it out. I'll hire a team of people who will work together. Because just like we started saying that football for players wins because of guys working together, working together also works in the front office. It's one of the great things about Fox and Fox Sports Radio is we actually work together. We actually have guys that like each other and pull for one another and not against one another. Happy New Year to you, unless, of course, you're in Cleveland. If you're a Browns fan, you're rolling your eyes and you're saying again. And my thought would be, I don't think a successful season is that far off. The Steelers are, whether they like it or not, they're in a transition mode. Right. Big Ben comes back and plays. How many how much time does he have left coming off of Tommy John in his late 30s, looking like one of the characters from Legends of the Fall with that grizzly beard? The Bengals are still the Bengals. Yeah, the Ravens are the best team in the league right now. But that style has not lasted yet in the NFL. And even if it does, one great team does not a division make. The Browns have really good personnel. They need a really good coach and a really good president and a really good GM. And they have that opportunity only by getting rid of John Dorsey, which they did today. All right, we do have news from Dallas today. Why has there been no coaching change? Why is that? Why is this taking so long? Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has the tires that'll elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. 
performance tires for sporting handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from a full line of Continental tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their Continental test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. Be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires at a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com sports, TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, think I can eat a slice of pizza in under 30 seconds or... I know it'll take you over a minute to down that two liter. If you have, then you're going to love pick six. The new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Here's how to play during the NBA playoffs. It's super simple. First, download the DraftKings pick six app. Then pick between two and six players and choose if they'll have more or less of a stat like rebounds, points, assists, and more. Play Pick 6 from DraftKings, the new fantasy app that packs more fun into less time. Download the DraftKings Pick 6 app now and use the code Doug. New customers can play 5 bucks and get 50 in Pick 6 credits. That's code Doug only on DraftKings. Pick 6, the crown is yours. One offer per new customer. Minimum $5 first pick set to receive $50 in Pick 6 credits, which are non-withdrawable and valid for Pick 6 use only, expire after six months. Restrictions apply. Limited time offer. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick 6 states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. If you know anything about college football, you've heard the name Bud Foster. He's a longtime defensive coordinator at Virginia Tech. And his team had a chance with 19 seconds or 18 seconds left to send him out a winner. They were up six on Kentucky. I say were. You'll get an update uh, from Isaac Lohenkron in mere moments. Not Bud Foster's finest hour in his final hours as defensive coordinator of Virginia Tech. Get to that in a moment. Um, Florida State, Florida State's in a bowl game? They're 6-6. Six and six. They're taking on Arizona State in the Sun Bowl. In the, yeah, you got to be here. It's El Paso. Go down to Juarez for a day. The food is amazing. But uh, Arizona State, trying to get up 10 nothing in the second quarter. We'll get more updates for you bowl season. I, I have thoughts for you on bowl season I want to share. We'll have some New Year's resolutions. we got a lot of stuff to get to. To this point, Jason Garrett appears to be able to survive 2019 as head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. That's because Jane Slater, who she has a podcast called, uh, what's it called, The Boys and Girl? Boys and Girl Podcast, very catchy. Heard Podcast Network. 
She has a a pod that uh, uh, that we run on the Herd Podcast Network. She reports that no decision has been made. There was a meeting between Jason Garrett and Jerry Jones and Stephen Jones, whenever, and no decision was made. In other words, it's like waiting for the Pope, right? Is the white or the black smoke that there's no new Pope? It is the white smoke, Doug. White smoke is no new Pope? Oh, no, that, no. Black smoke is no new Pope. White smoke is a new Pope. So black smoke, as of now, coming out of the star, right, which is where Jerry Jones calls home. Black smoke as of now. Um, okay, that's interesting. No white smoke. Here are my thoughts on why the Cowboys haven't made a change yet. Really hard to fire family. You know? Like anybody else is just a guy. Jerry legitimately likes Jason Garrett. Like they have a long time relationship. And and look, Jason has put up with Jerry being Jerry for a long time. By the way, there's a score in the Kentucky-Virginia Tech game. It's a one-point game. I will not share with you how that game just ended. I do want to know what the line was because there's a dramatic effect on people in Vegas. Anyway, um, look, it's just it's hard to fire a family. You know, it's hard to go through it. Why it's hard to go through a divorce? Because it's not just the breaking up of a couple. Right? People break up all the time. But now all of a sudden you're breaking up a family. Now one person has to live somewhere else. Right? Now it gets kind of icky when you get to, okay, what about weddings and, and family get-togethers and holidays and who gets who and who gets what? Like, that ain't cool. That's the worst part. Which is like the best part of being in a family. Well, it can be kind of awkward at times, right? But it, it, it's hard to cut family out. And I think that Jerry legit likes Jason Garrett. I do think he wanted him, him to succeed. I think he gave him uh, what he thinks was as many opportunities to dig himself out of the hole, and it didn't work. Even if many of the things he did and the ways in which he did them were the wrong way to do them, I think in his own mind, Jerry's sitting there going, if I fire him, am I cutting this guy out of the family. That's a hard thing to do. When Bill Parcells left, Bill Parcells is not synonymous with the Cowboys. Chan Gailey, not synonymous with the Cowboys. Wade Phillips, not synonymous with the Cowboys. Like, go through the coaches that they've had. They're not, even Jimmy Johnson or Barry Switzer, like, these guys were not synonymous with the Cowboys. Jason Garrett, though he hasn't accomplished great things, he has had the most successful seasons in 20 years with the Cowboys, two out of the last three, and he's a Cowboy. So how does he keep Jason Garrett as a Cowboy and yet make a coaching change and make his team better? That's what you struggle with. And I'm sure it's harder to find that guy than people would, like, wait, it's the Cowboys, as Herb Meyer said. Anybody should run to take that job. Yeah, the problem is... Coaching the Cowboys is a lot like you go into a buddy's house and trying to use his remote tonight. It can be the easiest, most useful remote ever. You ever seen those digital ones where all you got to do is press the button and it's like, and then it has, you can even have the, like the logos like Fox, 
ESPN, CBS. You just press the button. But then you're like, all right, how do you turn it up? Oh, man, I have no idea. I want to watch Netflix. Oh, here's what you got to do. You got to go to that other remote or you got to press auxiliary. And then you're like, what? The Cowboys are wired a certain way. Jerry and Steven make the player acquisitions. And by the way, if you want to sit here and tell me that doesn't work, why does everybody think the Cowboys have really good players? So now they want to go hire a coach, but all the good coaches want to pick their own players and don't want their owner having press conferences. So I feel like the Cowboys are a little bit of that really fancy remote that your buddy has. And while it should be easy to use, you're like, man, what is this? And it's not like you're going to replace that remote. You paid $1,000 for the thing to get hooked up and wired and lined up. Hard to fire family, man. That's why you don't work with family. But if you don't work with family, there is a certain mercenary lack of feeling and relationship and warmth to the entire thing. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Yeah, uh, that Belk Bowl was crazy. It was a one-point game. Obviously, it's 15 seconds to go, a kickoff. I, I thought, I was wondering if Kentucky was favored. Virginia Tech was favored. So, had Kentucky been favored by one and a half, uh, what happened was Virginia Tech tried to do the you know the pitch play where you get a kickoff and then you pitch it a bunch of times and you try and score like uh, you know the band is on the field or what what game was that where it almost happened against the Green Bay Packers who was that earlier this year they're like one pitch away anyway um, Kentucky actually recovered a fumble picked it up ran it back for a touchdown as you heard Isaac say thirty seven thirty was the final score so no bad beat but just a kind of a hilarious ending and it is interesting. Bud Foster is kind of the last tie to the old regime at Virginia Tech, and that's Frank Beamer's regime. They were known for Bud Foster ball on defense and Beamer ball on special teams. The defense gave up a touchdown, and then the special teams gave up another touchdown at the, you know, at the very end. Anyway, Let's welcome in Chris Sims, who joins us Football Night in America. Happy New Year to you, Chris. Hey, happy new year to you, Doug. Uh, everything good? Everything is, uh, all the important things are good. Let's, uh, let, let, let's get to the news of the day. John Dorsey is fired in Cleveland. What's your reaction? Well, I was a little surprised. I can't lie about that. Now, I had heard some rumors that, you know, he was kind of being evaluated and, you know, there was a chance that he might not be back, all that. You know, the things that I've heard through the NFL is, yeah, you know, from people I know around the league, John Dorsey's got a good eye for talent, but doesn't necessarily understand how to build a full, complete team with depth and things like that. You know, I think there was some some uh, things that they wanted to restructure in the front office, probably take some of the power away from them there. And uh, Cleveland is, uh, you know, they're, they haven't made the best decisions over the last decade, that's for sure. Uh, I'll give them credit for bailing in the right time on Freddie Kitchens. You know, they made a mistake there. They didn't compound it and make it the two years. You know, John Dorsey, I do like his eye for talent. I do. do I do. I think he, he understands a, a stud football player when he sees it. 
but I think there was probably more issues than that just as far as leadership and how the organization was run in Cleveland. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and look, that was the problem in Kansas City too, right? Like, the, you know, the, the talent over maybe character or culture There's guys. No doubt. And yes. when he left, they took another – Kansas City took another step. I think that's kind of the feeling. And I also think that between the Baker debacles and the head coaching debacle – like he has to, he has to take some blame. Not just that, but the lack of lack of discipline does fall at, at his. No I, doubt. But I, I think the bigger thing is this: if you want a big time head coach, and maybe not even a big time head coach, if you want to pick your head coach, you're gonna have to get you're, you're gonna have to do away with your general manager because he's gonna want to work with a guy who he's like Josh McDaniels is not coming in to work with John Dorsey. Right, Urban no. Meyer is not coming in to work with John Dorsey. Mike McCarthy's not coming in to work with John Dorsey. They all have their own guys. It's it's that Buffalo Bills model that that McDermott has, right? Where you bring in right. Brandon Bean. Yes, right. I, I mean, there, there's got to be some you know chemistry there. It's not that they have to have had work together, but you know somebody who there's a connection in the NFL. Ooh, he he builds teams the way I like it. I understand that, right? You know, I think that's what like you know just you brought up Josh McDaniels. I don't think he had any prior history with Chris Ballard, but you know when he took that Colts job last year, and, and it, you know he eventually got out of it. But he understood and knew Chris Ballard had a good enough reputation to how to build a team. So there's got to be that common respect there. That's what's going to be interesting about the Giants and Dave Gettleman too, because I know you know the first time around there were some people that were turned off by that job because of Dave Gettleman for the same reason. So you got to have that at some point. There's got to be some cohesiveness between the front office and the coaching staff. And uh, I, as crazy as it is, the NFL, as much might, you would be shocked at how many little civil wars there are between organizations, between the front office and the head coaches. But it's not on the bad teams. Like, that doesn't go on in New England. That doesn't go on in Baltimore. It doesn't go on in Seattle, you know, to name a few. And that's why they're always very relevant on a yearly basis because, you know, they're all on the same page as far as what they want to build, the type of players it takes to build that and draft and everything else. And uh, that's certainly a huge part of the equation for a successful football team. Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Um, okay, why do you think the Cowboys haven't made a change yet? I, I think it's more of a respect thing. I think the change is coming, but I think there's a lot of history here. First off, with the Jones family and the Garrett family. I mean, Jason Garrett, as you know, was a backup quarterback there. His father was a coach there at one point. Jason Garrett, yes, as he underperformed in his years in Dallas, certainly, I get it. But I think they also know he puts his heart and soul into it. He's a really good person. He understands how to develop human beings as well. And I think that's more of what it is than anything else. I think instead of making it look like they're putting his head on the chopping block and just chopping it off and going, you're done, you're out of here. Uh, I think they're kind of trying to give it some sense of a, a graceful exit. I really think that's all it is. I haven't heard any rumors, anything like that, but I do think it's only a matter of time before that really happens. Who's the right guy to replace him? Ooh. Well, I, I am a – they need a guy who understands the NFL, gives them some toughness, situational football – you know, I don't want no college coaches down in Dallas. Dallas is in the – they're in the window right now. They have a chance to be a Super Bowl team. So, you know, I don't know if I have the name for the guy that I look at to go, okay, uh, this is the guy. But, you know, you don't want a guy that's learning on the job with a team that's ready to win right now. And, you know, I, you know, like Wink Martindale, I look at him in Baltimore. 
I think he would be awesome down in Dallas. Uh, I do. I, I, you know, again, he's a guy that's been around the NFL forever. He will give that team some toughness, some pizzazz. You know, I look at guys even like Mike McCarthy. I could see that working down there again. You know, he's got to be a little more innovative offensively, and I've heard some of his comments recently. He realizes that. But something along that type. You know, I'm not, it doesn't have to be some young offensive genius. I'm a fan of guys like Dan Campbell, who was assistant coach with the New Orleans Saints. You saw what he did with the Miami Dolphins. You know, the game is more about X's and O's. You know, it's something I learned at a very early age. I saw Bill Belichick do it in New England, Doug. It doesn't have to, the head coach doesn't have to always be like, oh, I'm coming up with a scheme. You know, my dad always used to say, like, Bill Parcells used to walk in a room and go, wait, this is not realistic. We can't run this play against Reggie White and, you know, and Jerome Brown. We've got to change what we're doing. Or, you know, this team's weak here. Hey, offensive coordinator, I don't care how you do it, but find ways to attack this area right here. That's what a good head coach does. And it doesn't always have to be Sean McVay or Kyle Shanahan, just some offensive genius. It has to be a guy who knows how to mold personalities, understands the big picture of a game, how to manage situations, and do all of that. So uh, I guess that's my answer. I'm sorry I'm kind of copping out. I'm not giving you a name there, but that's just my thought in general about what kind of guy they need. What happened to the Patriots? The Patriots, um, in that game last week, hey, there's some things to be encouraged about. The offensive line play for the third week in a row wasn't bad. They ran the ball with a little success. I think the biggest thing is we just saw Stephon Gilmore probably have his weakest game of the year. That's really more than anything I look at. You know, the common knowledge of Brian Flores, you know, doing and taking away a few things because, you know, he had a beat on what New England likes to do schematically. I think that's a very real, relevant fact to the situation. It's what's interesting about Mike Vrabel this week against New England as well. Um, but, you know, I think the majority of the big plays I looked at you know, it was a Ryan Fitzpatrick, who we know is a gunslinger, Devontae Parker, who's a superstar wide receiver if he can just stay healthy, and he just made plays. And it's, you know, that's the one. If I have a complaint about New England and what they do on defense, it would be that. They put a ton of pressure on their secondary. And Stephon Gilmore, I don't know if there's a player in football that's under more pressure than he is on a play-to-play staff. I mean, you know, Doug, you watch last week. It's a, I mean, imagine what they ask him to do. Hey, stand in front, one foot in front of like the freakiest athletes on the planet, and then we just want you to just cover him like glue all over the field, like a cheetah all the time. I don't know if it's always realistic to do that. Even when they had Darrell Rebus there at the end of his prime, he didn't cover the number one guy every play. They gave him breaks with double teams at times. A lot of the time, he covered the number two guy. And then they did creative things to take away the number one guy. So I think that's kind of what happened this week. And I think that's what's scary this week with Tannenhill and A.J. Brown coming into town. They're kind of like Fitzpatrick and Devontae Parker, where they can make those type of plays. One of the hottest combinations in all of football right now is those two. It's Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Um, how do you explain that the Seahawks have been in more close games than anyone, and yet it felt like they completely butchered the end of that game against the San Francisco 49ers. Like, it's not like they haven't been there before. Right. I, yeah, I, I mean, again, I, I don't, you know, it, it's unexplicable how you could, yes, have a delay of game penalty right after you spike the football. I mean, I, I, I don't understand that at all. I really don't. That was a huge moment in the football game, as you know. And, 
uh, you know, it kind of reared its head in, in Super Bowl 49, too. Like, oh, wow, we got down to the one-yard line. Wait, what the hell are we going to do? That's why Bill Belichick didn't call the timeout in that game. So I think the big thing is, uh, you know, Seattle being in a lot of close football games, I don't think Seattle's a great football team. I think Seattle is coached by a great football coach who has taught his team to be physical, hustle. They take care of the football for the most part. And then they have a great quarterback who more times than not comes through at the end of those games to get them over the top. I think that's the big thing. And they were very close to doing that. But yeah, they got to be a little bit more on top of that situational football as we saw. And uh, even the last play of the game, you know, I don't know without getting X and OE, the, the, the route combination itself on the weak side led to, to Dre Greenlaw being able to come over there and make that tackle to where I want to go, ooh, that just wasn't the right way to do that play that they were trying to get accomplished without getting too X and OE and schematical here. Who goes to the Super Bowl? Um, I think it's going to be the 49ers, all right, in the NFC, and I think they'll probably win a really close game against the New Orleans Saints in the NFC Championship game. And then I, I do think it's going to be either Baltimore or Kansas City. And, gosh, Doug, right now I'm going to take the Kansas City Chiefs. I am. I, I, I don't – I just got a feeling with the way they're playing defense, a little more versatility on the offensive side of the ball, dangerous in special teams, I think they match up really well with, with the Baltimore Ravens. I, I, don't, you know, I think it will be those two in the AFC Championship game, and for some reason I think the Kansas City Chiefs are going to come out on top. Yeah, I mean, they beat them last time, obviously, and I, I think I, Lamar's – Lamar's numbers belie the fact he really struggled against their defense. Granted, it was on the road. Granted, it was seemingly a year ago, but it was like, you know, three months ago. But they really did a good job on him even back then defensively. No doubt. Well, the thing that Kansas City has that matches up well with both, and like as far as stopping Lamar, first off, Kansas City, if you look at their defensive line, they have size. So Baltimore is not going to be able to just bulldoze them and just dominate the line of scrimmage. So that's their first thing. Steve Spagnuolo, very creative. The secondary in Kansas City is as good as it's been in a long, long time. And then you flip it over to the other side, Doug. We know Baltimore wants to overwhelm you with blitzing and crazy looks up front, right? And they they put a lot of pressure on their corners. Well, Kansas City's well-coached on offense. They have plans for the blitz. They pass-protect really well. And, of course, if you're going to get up and play bump bump man-to-man on Sammy Watkins, Tyree Kill, McCole Hardman, and Travis Kelsey – Good luck. I, you know, go ahead. I, I don't think that's going to work out well for you. So that's where I just look at Kansas City going, not necessarily saying they're a better team than Baltimore, but I think in that particular matchup between those two teams, they match up really well against Baltimore. And Patrick Mahomes is still as dangerous as anybody in the sport. And as you know, it's a matchup league, and I just think it favors Kansas City a little in that one. Big plans tonight? Just going to hang. We, we had some plans that kind of got messed up, so I'm just going to sit, sit here at the house. The kids stay up. Nothing crazy. That's Kid, it. The kids, stay, kids are staying up? Kids are staying up. They're 9 and 13. We let them stay up, watch the ball drop, do all that stuff. So, yeah, we're, we're at that age where we'll let them go up past midnight. One of the great things about being West Coast is you can pretend, right? You can do the whole, like, <laughs> hey, 9 o'clock, look, it's New Year's in New, in New York. Ah, hey, hey. Okay, go to bed. Yeah, yeah. Well, you only got so many years before that turns. You're not going to be able to pull that off. Yeah, we get long. we got ten and thirteen. So, but but all of mine are a mess if they stay up late. So 
So, so we'll see. Hey, happy new year to you. Uh, make, make 2020 a great one. It was 2019 was an incredible one for you personally and professionally. Thanks so much for joining us. Yeah, you the man, Doug. Have a great one. Happy New Year to you and everybody out there. That's Chris Sims, Football Night in America. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Ryan Pace says Mitchell Trubisky will be the Bears' starting quarterback in 2020. Should we believe him? Find out next. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has the tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporting handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from a full line of Kumo tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash sports to see their Kumo test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. Be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires at a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.
Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Ton of stuff to get to. Every day this time, we like to update you on stories, storylines, things that have happened, will happen. We play a game. This is game time. It's game time. On the Doug Gottlieb Show. Isaac Lohenkron, what's the game today? Doug, what are the chances that John Ramos is going to tell me what we're playing? What are the chances? Oops, I kind of spoiled that, didn't I? All right, what are the chances? (laughs) Ryan Pace committed Mitchell Trubisky for 20... Excuse me, I read that wrong. Ryan Pace committed to Mitchell Trubisky for 2020. What are the chances Trubisky is indeed the Bears' starting quarterback in week one of next season? Mm, Good question. I'm going to go 80%. Uh, Look, I do think there are some other options out there. Marcus Mariota, for example, uh, is is out there. There's other athletic quarterbacks. They're pot committed, though. This is Ryan Pace traded up. And passed on Jameis Winston, passed on Pat Mahomes. So you can fire, you know, Mark Helfrich, who's a great dude and a good offensive mind and likely to return to college or or work with us here at Fox. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not going to – I don't believe that fixes the fact that Trubisky is just not that good. Um, on the other hand, they're going to try and ride or die with him because he did have some good moments. And the Bears were 8-8 eight eight at the end of the day. Let's talk about another Bears team. What are the chances Matt Rule is the head coach for the Baylor Bears next season? I'm going to also go 80%. Do I think there's a job that Matt Rule would leap for? Yes. I know he said he plans to stay, but plans do change based upon the job that could be offered. You know, like the Cowboys job comes open, they offer him, but it's a really hard one to turn down when you're at Baylor. Um, I think he likes what he has. I think the college lifestyle is a good one. I think you make a ton of money. In a small town like Waco, you can put a bunch away, you know, and you kind of ask yourself, like, all right, what am I really chasing after? You know, he hasn't caught it at Baylor yet, but clearly turned that thing around. And, I, you know, I, I do believe that it's a good life. You know, you can get a 10-year contract, you make 4 or $5 million. It's like, you know, could I, could I make more money in the NFL? Sure, but you can be fired in one year, whereas Baylor, you build a good enough program, it's pretty hard for them to get rid of you. Speaking of the NFL, what are the chances that the New York Jets trade Le'Veon Bell this offseason? Hmm. Uh, I'd say 60% chance. You know, look, no one in that building now would have done that deal if they were, were put in position to make that decision. No one. No one. Uh, on the other hand, um, uh, on the other hand, like, look, they have him. They paid a bunch of money up front, and y- you don't want to just – it's it's like um, – like if you have a car okay and you got a lease on a car and you know you drive for the first year and you're like man why did i why am i paying a thousand a month on this car when you know for 199 i could get you know a slightly lesser version brand new and drive around in a lease on the other hand to get out of the lease you know you're gonna have to pay a bunch of money and then have to pay the down payment to get that 199 whereas you already paid the down payment you're already paying you already you got like two years left. You're like, all right, I'll just swallow hard and finish this off. That's where the Jets are with Le'Veon Bell. It's the last time I tell you about my car leasing woes. <laughs> Stay in the New York area. Um, hmm. All right. What are the chances Eli Manning retires this offseason? I paused there because I was under the impression that he had already been retired from quite some time. He hasn't announced he's retiring yet? <laughs> 
I thought there was Peyton. I know he's retired. I, but think, I, I think thought 95% chance. 95% right. chance. 95%. Do I think, that, you know, he could come back to the Giants in some, you know, old man role? Maybe. I think Gettleman's already got the old man rolled down. <laughs> but Dave Gettleman, we hired four computer guys to do that computer thing with the thing with the guy with the, the thing. We're going to set up a MySpace page. What are the chances a wild card team beats a division winner this weekend? Ooh. Uh, so that's what? Seattle? Who else? Um, so we got Seattle at Philadelphia. Yep. We got the Bills at the Texans, the Titans at the Patriots, and the Vikings at the Saints. No, and the Vikings. I don't think on Seattle, but I, I would say there's a 40% chance. Usually happens. Picking that one is going to be hard. That's game, huh? Game time. This is game time on the Doug Gottlieb Show. We're going to do this more as the, the show goes on. Ramos, 2019 was the year of what? For me or just in general? Well, for you, it's the birth of your baby boy. The birth of the baby, yes. For in general, in sports. (laughs) It's just sports. I would say for me as a Dodger fan, it was a disappointing season. Oh. Still bitter over what happened in October. Yes, that wasn't a good ending to it. I honestly didn't even think about it. Yes. Had had a chance at the World Series against the sign-stealing Astros again. (laughs) That's right. And Clayton Kershaw. Did what Clayton Kershaw does in the playoffs. Um, yeah, okay, that's a that's a pretty good one, man. Okay, we're gonna take your tweets at Gottlieb Show at Gottlieb Show. Coming up next, calling the death of the Patriots is just like I'll tell you next on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. What up, Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Hope you're having a great day, man. It's a beautiful sunny day in Southern California, which means it's going to be beautiful and sunny at the Rose Bowl and Rose Bowl Parade. I mean, it is it is absolutely stunning today. I don't mean to brag, but I'm going to for about the next uh, 30 seconds. Okay, so last week we had like a legit winter storm. It got kind of cold, which is like 50s. It was rainy, it was windy, it was nasty. Okay, and the thing, and look, Southern California, because of a lot of the policies of past uh, politicians, like it's not as nearly as smoggy as it was when I was a kid. Like it's actually, even though there's more cars and more people, uh, it's not as polluted as it used to be. But after the rain or after the wind, you can see everything. So it was rainy, it was windy, and the mountains, and it snowed at a really low elevation. And so some of these pictures you're seeing are not only obscenely beautiful, but they're real. And you're like, oh my God, California is way prettier than I even thought. Then I was driving to work today, and there was like no traffic. I had to do Cowherd earlier today, <coughs> record some other stuff earlier today. And it was no traffic, and I was like, man, you know what? A zombie apocalypse, though really, really sad, wouldn't be the worst thing. Did I, did I say that out loud? Just kidding. I don't want a zombie apocalypse. I've never actually watched a zombie apocalypse show or movie outside of what was the Will Smith movie where he's in New York and he's all by himself. Um, that's a zombie apocalypse movie, isn't it? Right? Remember he's jogging in the treadmill or maybe he's jogging through New York. There's nobody else around Remember that. What is it? I am legend. I'm legend. There you go. Good one. Okay. Um, 
Speaking of zombie apocalypse or the end of the world, there are many of you um, who know that there's a cottage industry, some of my co-workers here, some in other places, that have predicted the end of the Patriots regime. And I kind of feel like this is an end of days, end of time, use the Bible and find some date sort of preacher parallel. Look, at some point, this place is going to come to an end. Whether it's the pollution or crazy people arming countries and nuclear warheads or maybe just an asteroid. At some point, you're going to get it right. All worlds, all time do, in fact, end. Father time, as we've been told, is undefeated. And that's who, like my buddy Rob Parker, that's who Rob Parker is. Well, I, I bet Skip Bayless that the Patriots wouldn't reach the AFC Championship game. Like, that, that, that is really not that outlandish a pick. But if he's right, he'll do the victory lap. But he's been calling the Patriots' demise... For the last five years, 2012, in fact, that's seven years he said they'll never win another Super Bowl. Want a couple since? But again, he's not alone. And he's actually not wrong for the prediction because most guys get in their late 30s and they fade and the teams don't know how to handle it and protect them. And there's this weird situation where you know, like Philip Rivers, you know he's kind of done, but you don't want. If he's got one last good year, you don't want to have that last good year in a different uniform, right? You don't want to be the Colts watching Peyton Manning win it with the Denver Broncos, do you? And he didn't have a good year that year, but he had 50 touchdowns coming off the, the neck year. So I look at this thing, and I think it's, it's fascinating to me. How many people are doing victory laps in attaboys when, one, the playoffs have not been played. Two, even if they do lose, remember, it, it's not like they've been bad this year. And you can sit here and tell me, well, the division is bad. Is it? Look, do I think their bad division has helped them for the 20 years of success? Absolutely. But the Jets are 7-9. and nine. And remember, they're, they end up 7-6 and six with Sam Darnold at quarterback. The Bills are 10 and 6 and in the playoffs. They're not the worst division in the AFC. They're not close to the worst division in football. They're actually a better division than the West. A similar division to the South and to the North. Like, you want to tell me that they're not better than the North? Browns or Jets, who would you rather take right now? That's the third best team. Dolphins, as bad as they are, won five games this year. So you actually win a pretty good division. You might have won the best division in the AFC. You finish at 12 and 4, which is tied for the second best record in the AFC. And people are doing victory laps like they called it. I Don't get me wrong, at some point and maybe this is the point where the Patriots dynasty ends. They get beat at home by the Tennessee Titans in the playoffs by a former player, former coach who's a head coach of the Titans, and some of their former players. That's a possibility. Ryan Tannehill, a former rival, is a quarterback of the Miami Dolphins. Like, there's a lot of familiarity. Breeds contempt. There's a cliche for you. 
But like this idea, this is like the guy who said the end of the world is coming on January 16th, 2009. No, wait, 2019. Then it happens in February of 2014. Like, yeah, I just got my dates wrong. But I called it. That's everybody calling the Patriots demise. I'm not saying Rob didn't have good reason. It didn't look good if you go back seven years ago. It did look like the league might have passed them by. They have jettisoned player after player after player. And there has been some bitter feelings from some of those players, like a Malcolm Butler, even if he didn't say it outwardly. They've lost assistance. They've lost games. But through it all, here they are again. 12-4, and four, home playoff game. And as much as we think of them as some sort of feeble AFC East champion, the AFC East produced two double-digit win teams, and they're plus 195 in the plus-minus, which is better than everybody in the AFC with the exception of the Baltimore Ravens, who's the best team. I feel like those of you who have predicted the Patriots' demise are the preacher guy who went on TV and made the bold prediction that the end was near And now when the end appears near, you're taking credit for a previous prediction, which, like, look, the numbers will tell you that the atmospheric uh, carbon dioxide levels are rising. The ice caps are melting. The water is rising. We're supposedly over 8 billion people, and we may have more than 9 because so many of them were not counted for. Like, there's plenty of signs that if you're predicting the end, you made the right call. There's plenty of signs that for the Patriots, you made the, ma- predicted the end, you made the right call. But that doesn't mean, that doesn't mean you're some sort of savant and you've broken through with your analysis differently than anybody else. Uh, all right, get, get your uh, 2019. 2019 was the year of what? Right, the year of what? Like the Patriots did win the Super Bowl. Right? I want you to think about who won championships. Okay? Nationals, Patriots, Clemson. Could be the year of Clemson. Clemson hasn't lost a game this entire year. Not one. I mean, hell, you got to go back. How long ago did you have to go back to when they lost a game? Man, that's a long time ago. Kind of incredible what's happening. I don't even remember who won in college basketball. Virginia won in college basketball, right? NBA is the Raptors. Feels like they won it because of injury. I don't know. What if 2019 is the year of what? 87799 on Fox. We make that get a phone call or two in. Plus, we have uh, Twitter at Gottlieb Show. Coming up next. Man, we got a lot to get to. Um, the bowl games are fascinating, but the ones that are most interesting are the big ones. What they are telling you. What everybody in college football knows, but nobody is willing to say. I will say it next. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. 
Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has the tires that'll elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporting handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from a full line of Goodyear tires. Ship, ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their Goodyear test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. Be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires at a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. I uh, hope you're uh, just having an outstanding, outstanding New Year. The weather is great in Southern California. It makes it really hard for us, those of us to relate to you going through. If there's, are there, is there winter storms? Isn't there a winter storm working its way through the East Coast? That, that was our winter storm? That's usually the way it works. Sucks to be you. Hey, look, we pay higher taxes. Traffic is worse. But there's a reason. Anyway. Apparently, it's a warm winter storm, right? An unexpected warm bunch of rain. Anyway, winter storm Henry. All right, Hank, hammer and Hank, hammer away. Sean in North Carolina, you're on the Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. 2019 was the year of what? Doug, 
It's an honor and a privilege. Uh, I can't believe you're actually taking calls. Yeah, like I never I told, take calls. Uh, I never take the screener, calls. I wanted to be a part of that. There if you I, go. If I had to pick one team as the year 2019, it would have to be Clemson simply because they're the only team I can think of that hadn't lost in like two years. Crazy, and right? Dabo's building a legacy. For me personally, it was the year of the overpaid underachiever because I'm a Lakers, Cubs, and a Cowboys fan. So it wasn't a great year for me sports-wise. Well, Happy New Year to you. Sorry it wasn't a great year for you, but a good year for Clemson. You know, it's interesting. The Clemson thing, and look, um, uh, Look, the, the Clemson thing, I didn't think they were the better team than Ohio State. I thought when J.K. Dobbins turned his ankle, I thought that was a, that, that let him back in the game. You know, they're, they're a couple – I mean, they just had some explosive plays, obviously. The hit on the quarterback is not only a game-changer in terms of the penalty, but also you take a star player off the field. And, you know, though Clemson didn't have their quarterback for two plays – Trevor Lawrence come back in that game showed some serious toughness. That's about as hard a hit as I can remember a quarterback taking. Like that was just a kid with a running start who's a good football player nailing a quarterback. That was a, that was, that was a hell of a hit. I don't know. I guess he lowered his head. I think we all do right before you're going to make a tackle. I understand why it was called. I understand why you're taking it out of football. I didn't like it. I don't think anybody really liked it. But that is the way in which... Football is officiated, especially at the collegiate level. The Clemson thing is amazing. I, I'm going to point this out. Look, I'm a Big 12 alum. I go to Big 12 football games. I watch Big 12 football games. I'm not saying there's not really talented Big 12 players. You know, for a long time, it was, well, there's no great Big 12 quarterbacks. Now you got like, you know, Pat Mahomes, Kyler Murray, Baker Mayfield. Granted, Baker didn't have a good year, but you go and look, and, and Kyler appears to be the deal. Mahomes is the deal. They're starting to be Big 12 guys play and stick in the league. I don't think that narrative sticks. But this one is one that most in the sport of college football and definitely in college athletics will tell you. I'm not sure there's any way that a Big 12 school outside of maybe Texas, Texas could do it, or there's a Pac-12 school outside of USC that can win two games in the college football playoff. It's just the the level of financial investment, the volume of quality players. Now, again, you can get into Texas, you can get the top-level kids. I think Texas is different. And maybe Oklahoma in their best days. The problem is that to win in the Big 12, you got to be able to stop the spread, and it's hard to recruit defensive linemen. Whereas everybody in the, in the SEC, you know, you're recruiting the best of the best defensive linemen. But... Just depth of quality NFL talent. The SEC, especially the top of it, the top of the ACC, which right now is Clemson, but eventually, once they start cheating again, (laughs) Miami and Florida State, Virginia Tech, like these are, I would say Miami and Florida State are most likely. And then, you know, Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State, like those, you're not beating those teams. You're not beating Ohio State twice. You're not beating a, an Ohio State or a Clemson or a uh, an LSU or an Alabama or a Georgia. You have to win both two games in a row if you're a Big 12 school. And they just don't have the depth of athletes. And the, the common misconception is, hey, it'll be like basketball, right? Where in basketball, the more games you have, the more opportunities it gives for the little guy. The problem with that is, in basketball, it really only requires 
one star and just a bunch of guys that can make shots, like four other guys. Football is a war of attrition, and there's three games, and if you, if, if they expand, and they put Central Florida in there, the Boise States, everyone knows they have less than no shot. You could win a game, can't win two. And you sure as hell can't win three. Not against that. They just have more bodies than you do. It's just more bodies. This is not a knock on the other programs in the Big 12. My own alma mater is one of them. The BCS? Yeah, when Oklahoma State beat Stanford and didn't get in, like, you know, that was a team that had Brandon Whedon, you know, had uh, James Blackman, who was a first-round pick. You know, you have some guys. But to win two games? Not happening. And people who will go on the radio and TV and say, you know, Central Florida, they could get in. They could maybe win a game. No winning two. Don't have the bodies. Don't have the depth of talent. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. Let's welcome in Joe Banner. Of course, was the general manager of the Cleveland Browns before making his way to uh, uh, to, to broadcasting. And he joins us now on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Joe, what's your reaction? What happened in Cleveland today? Well, I think I was the first person put in the Jimmy Haslam electric chair. So I'm, I'm uh, not surprised to see uh, things continuing. I mean, it's, it's hard to understand. I mean, you know, I understood the coach. Obviously, you know, they made a mistake. They recognized it, which is what you need to do and moved on. But you look at uh, John Dorsey's moves over two years and compare it to many of the other general managers out there and uh, has worked for four years in Kansas City. I mean, it's really, really hard to, to understand, you know, what the rationale would be here. I mean, he's brought in a lot of good players there. He's made some mistakes. You know, there's a coaching hire, obviously, was a mistake that he has to own a piece of, although no coach gets hired without an owner being involved in approving it and supporting it. It just doesn't happen. Uh, I don't care who you are. You can be a Hall of Fame general manager. So, you know, it's, it's more of the same. And, you know, will they find some people at some point that they get comfortable enough with that they give them a long enough chance to really see what they can do? You know, it remains to be seen. You know, it, we just saw a guy get fired who was actually doing a good job. So it's a it's a pattern. If If I were to... If I were to tell you, okay, look, it is a pattern. He didn't bring in good, good, good players, but Dorsey's kind of mo is just go and get good players, and it's been a lack of—I don't know if I want to say character, but, uh, but in terms of team building, that's maybe what's missing in his style. Even going back to the Kansas City days, is—is is that a fair way to look at Dorsey? Yeah, listen, I could give you criticisms of Dorsey or moves that I didn't think that he made that were good, but. You know, we're sitting on a day where Dave Gettleman and uh, and uh, Caldwell <laughs> were retained as general managers, and uh, you know we've we compare that to the success rate of a Dorsey, for example. It's like night and day. I mean, you know, I compare him to some of the better general managers in the league, and again, I can absolutely make uh, pick out some mistakes. I do think he's much more focused on bringing in kind of individual talent and thinking about how to build the team. I think that's a very fair and accurate description, but. You know, the guys demonstrated an ability to accurately evaluate players, uh, lay the foundation. I mean, there were a lot of people talking about this team being talented enough to go to the Super Bowl. You know, I wasn't amongst them before the season, but how do you go from that, uh, making a mistake on picking a head coach that kind of depresses the 
achievements of the team to, you know, not even being part of the organization going forward. You know, it's rare for general managers not to get more than two years. And when they do, there's usually a very clear track record of significant numbers of mistakes. I like to call it a low batting average. Right. It's just not the case here. I mean, there were definitely mistakes, but, you know, his track record over two years actually has some really, really good moves and big successes in it uh, and some clear mistakes. It just, uh, it, it warranted more time, I guess, is my point, to give him a chance to uh, put you know, lay out his plan and see where it ended up. Uh, okay. What if uh, I, I told you that in order to get the coaches they want to get, that guy had to bring in his own guy. Would, would that be a reason for termination? So if I had finished the search and interviewed, I mean, I think they put in something like a dozen requests at this point. It's kind of crazy, but if I had finished the search and I had a clear cut guy that I thought was the answer for the future. And the only way I could get him was to make a change of general manager. I would do that. I think the coach is the most important person you bring into the organization, most important person that you hire. And if you have to make some sacrifices or even move on from some people that you think have some talent to do it, I would do that. But they haven't even started the interviews. I mean, there are people they're interested in that I know of that would love to have worked with John. And there's some people they're interested in that I know would prefer to have brought in their own person and not worked with John. So valid question. Under the right circumstances, yes, it would justify making a change. But we're not there right now. They could end up hiring one of the guys are feeling the best guy they interviewed is somebody that was actually very comfortable with John, felt good about the moves he made. In fact, was partially interested in the job because they thought the roster was strong. Uh, so I just, I just, I don't see how the timing of this kind of fits with that being the explanation, you know, for it. And, uh, you know, it's combined with a, uh, you know, this is the seventh year they've owned the team. And, uh, you know, depending upon how you want to call it, like an interim coach, I mean, they're basically looking for this seventh coach in the seven years they've owned the team. I think it's the fourth or fifth general manager. I, mean, I was the CEO for one year. I think I did enough in the one year and had an 18-year tracker when I got there that deserved more time. So and I said to somebody earlier today, there's only two possibilities unless somebody give you a third. They're either absolutely horrendous at hiring, like beyond horrendous, maybe you know the worst we've seen any owner in any sport, or they're just not giving some pretty good people enough time to succeed. I don't know what could be the third explanation, and neither of those are very good. <laughs> Joe Banner joining us, former CEO of the Cleveland Browns, and the day in which the Cleveland Browns relieved John Dorsey uh, of his of his duties, is Baker Mayfield the guy to leave lead the Browns uh, out of this wasteland? Well, again, he's got to get the right leader of that team to answer that question. You know, I was. Uh, The top quarterbacks in this league are smart guys who are incredibly accurate and they have adequate arm strength. And he has those three things. Now, he also has a personality that can be very difficult. I don't know if it's just immaturity or it's who he is. Um, He's highly competitive. So I actually believe that in time he's going to prove to at least be a good quarterback, not what we saw this year. Uh, But obviously at this point that's a projection and we're going to see. Joe Banner joining us on the Doug Gottlieb Show. Why the delay in the Cowboys, right? Like, Jason's contract is up. They right. underachieved. You know, in, in the if John Dorsey didn't get enough time, Jason Garrett has gotten more than enough time. Why do you think we haven't heard any news from Dallas? Well, the only explanation that I've heard that makes any sense at all is that just they, they, they're going to just kind of quietly let the contract expire as opposed to kind of you know, putting a coach and his family through the uncomfortableness of announcing he's been fired. And, and I'm not even sure that makes sense, but if perhaps nothing else that even makes any sense at all. I mean, I don't think there's any doubt that he's gone. 
uh, and I can't give you a good reason. They should they should just do it, move on. It's had its time. I agree with you. He had even more time than than maybe most people would have given him. Uh, move on, get the thing cleaned up. It's better for him, you know. Let him see what else may be out there for him, or just start to deal with whatever his future is going to be. And you know, Jerry needs to get going on what's going to be next. Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, okay, so what about that job? That one's a little trickier because whoever you hire, end of the day, they got to answer to to Jerry and Stephen. They're going to make the calls. Is that as is that as attractive a job as many in the media think it is? I listen. I think it's a good job. I mean, I think that uh, Jerry takes, in my opinion, more criticism than he deserves in terms of his GM function. I mean, that's one of the better rosters in the league, and he's, I think, relying on Will Clay more and more as time has gone on. Stephen Jones seems to be a positive voice in the equation over time, and the truth is they've managed to put together a good team, a team that should be winning more than it is. So, you know, I, I, Jerry's visibility, Jerry's, you know, talking to the media as much as he does, these are real challenges, and no coach, you know, wants to deal with more than they have to. So those are certainly uh, to be considered, but you know, in the end of it, they're putting together a roster of 53 guys that should be winning and is a good thing. What more do you want out of the front office? And they're willing to spend whatever it takes to win, and there's no owner in the league that wants to win any more than Jerry. There are other owners that win as, want to win as bad. So, you know, I think if I was advising somebody who was a head coach, I would think it would be a good place to go. Uh, same question for the Washington Redskins. They hired a coach, a guy who is well-respected, but there's been so many of like, hey, Look at the Washington Redskins track record. All the guys that have tried there and has failed. They have, you know, an owner that has been widely criticized. They cleaned house for the most part in their front office. What are your thoughts on what the Redskins have decided thus far? Yeah, so totally different answer for me. I mean, I haven't been a big supporter of the the front office and the decisions and the ownership situation in Washington. I worked with Ron Rivera for, I think it was seven years, no Ron well. He is the great guy everybody describes, the great leader, great head coach. But now the challenge here is uh, Ron put together a great staff when he was originally hired in Carolina. As time has gone on, he hasn't really replaced the people that he's lost with the equal caliber. So he's really got to go back to his roots and really put together a great staff here. And then they got to hire a general manager and trust that Dan really means it when he says he's going to get out of the way. Hard to believe. He just forced them to pick a quarterback that at best there was some difference of opinion in the building mm-hmm. about. So... I'm a lot more skeptical. If I had to choose uh, of the jobs available this year, that would certainly be least. And compared to Dallas, it's not even close to me. I mean, I would be, I'd be worried about taking that job. It's just uncertain. Yeah. And the track record there is not good. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I, the only thing is, do you, if you think maybe Alex Smith can come back and play, maybe. But I just, that's a, that's a, that's a major, major reach. Or you know, maybe he gets. Kind of like uh, McDermott got in Buffalo, a chance to hire a Brandon Bean, another guy who he's close to, who he thinks can. Um, speaking of the Carolina and not replacing the McDermotts of, of this world, was it financial? Was it was Jerry Richardson not willing to pay to get the quality assistance he used to have? Well, I don't have the impression. You know, they brought in a North Turner. I'm sure that didn't come in cheap. So I don't have the impression that that's the case. I guess we'll never know. And Ron is not the type of guy. That's going to, you know, run out there and make excuses or say something like that. So we'll probably, you know, never know. Uh, but some of the coaches you brought in earlier were guys that uh, many people still consider, you know, up and coming guys that weren't uh, super expensive. So if he needed to go find the next version of a Sean McDermott, remember Sean got fired in Philadelphia, and although he was highly yeah. respected, and we all thought that in time he would be an excellent, not only coordinator, but a head coach. 
Um, so he was able to find those kind of guys that had a lot of potential and put together a staff that, you know, I would have called one of the better young staffs in the league. He's got to, and it doesn't need to be young, but he's got to get back to that quality of coach. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah McDermott. Be- I have. I do have. A, this is a question I've never asked you. I was. I've asked other people in the league, but people don't remember. McDermott was the heir apparent of the 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 young when when uh, Jim Johnson got sick mm-hmm. and passed away. He was the legendary defensive coordinator in Philadelphia. He retired because he was ill, and McDermott took over. And as you point out, he got fired. How does a guy go from not working there as in Philadelphia under Andy Reid to now in Buffalo years later? I mean, look, he took Carolina to the Super Bowl with their defense, and now in Buffalo, two playoffs in three years. How does how does it not work in a place like Philadelphia where everything else seemingly had worked? Yeah, so first of all, let me tell you, I think we made a mistake when we let Sean go, so I own my piece of that, and I think other people, they would probably agree. But I can tell you what the thinking was at the time. Um, we had a really good team that we thought was ready to win a Super Bowl, and we thought Sean needed a little bit more time before he was going to be a top-tier defensive coordinator. And again, I think in hindsight that was a mistake. But if I just tell you, well, what were you thinking at the time that somebody that turned out to be such a good coordinator and now is such a good head coach, you actually let go? You know, that was what the thinking was. It was a mistake. We should have stuck with him longer. He would have proven himself to, you know, not only be good but be ready. Um, and he went on to prove that in other places. And he's a great guy, and all of us are really happy for his success. But that was the mistaken thinking at the moment was that we were ready to win right then, and he needed a little more time before he was going to be a top-tier coordinator. He also switched. We really liked the style of coordinator that Jim was. It was very aggressive. He blitzed a lot. Um, Sean is a more conservative play caller. Um, so I think we were also you know, a little bit surprised by that and thinking we wanted somebody a little bit more aggressive. But the truth is, he was always a very good coach, and we made a mistake when we let him go. We should have kept him. That's a fascinating point. If you were Tom Telesco, okay, Chargers last year, tied for the best record in the AFC, did get a playoff win over Baltimore on the road, and then they got blown out by the Patriots. This year was supposed to be a great year, and everything went wrong, right? From running back holding out to Mm -hmm. massive injuries. But more than anything, Phillip Rivers' decline was was pretty obvious. You got a legendary player who says he wants to keep playing, isn't under contract. What do you do if you're Telesco? So the first thing I do is I fix my offensive line <laughs> because I don't think we give Phil Rivers a fair chance to succeed behind that offensive line. And you've heard from this from me before. Um, and, you know, listen, you'd have to be in the practice and in the meetings to see whether you really feel like has Philip just, you know, has age gotten the best of him and at this point he's not what he was. Uh, or is he maybe not what he was but still good enough to win if we can surround him in the right way. But you take an older not mobile quarterback. We even see this a little bit with Tom Brady. Yep. And you put him in a situation where, you know, he's going to face more pressure than he's probably faced at any other time in his career. It's just not a formula for success. So, you know, I'm sitting with the coaches and I'm trusting what I saw in practice and really making a hard decision that we probably don't have enough information to make. Whether I feel like it was the circumstances that made Philip look as bad as he did or it's just, you know, finally time caught up with him. Um, but no matter who they put back there, you know, they better give them the proper protection or they're going to continue to have the same kind of problems. I would bend over backwards to find a way to uh, keep Philip if I didn't feel like in practice I was just seeing a situation that was just time to just be honest about where we were at and move on. Okay, so let's let's talk about those Patriots. Are they, in fact, done? I think they're done. I do. I mean, I think they're certainly done in terms of winning the Super Bowl. I think they have a real chance of losing in the first round of the playoffs. Um, and I... I 
said that before they lost last week. I thought they were having a bye and they were going to be the two seed, and I still just couldn't see them, uh, you know, advancing very far in the playoffs. I mean, the, the defense is built on a coverage, and, you know, when you get to play just better teams week after week, if you don't really have the type of pass rush that the really good teams have, you're hard-pressed to beat the really good teams in the playoffs. So, you know, and obviously the deterioration and lack of weapons on offense is, is really, really, really evident. So I do think they're done. Uh, a lot of people have said that, eat their words. It's the first year I've said it, and we'll see if it's right or not. Joe, great stuff. Uh, great candor and honesty on a day like today where I know a lot of people are calling you to have you on the radio. Thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate your time. My pleasure. Good to be on with you, Doug. All right, that's uh, Joe Banner, former CEO of the Browns. Wow, that was that, that's some amazing stuff that he talked about with Cleveland and, of course, with Philadelphia, and then his thoughts on the New England Patriots. At Gottlieb Show, Twitter handle, 877 on Fox. 2019 was the year of fill-in-the-blank. Up next, did Ron Rivera, we talked about this, make a huge mistake taking the Redskins job? I'll give you my opinion next. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has the tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporting handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from a full line of Vredestein tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their VetaSign test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. Be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires at a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com sports, TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. 
Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Every day this time we play for you a portion of a previous show on Fox Sports Radio or Fox Sports 1, we call it. And now. <laughs> what does the Fox say? Uh, this was earlier today. This was early today on The Herd with Colin Cowherd talking about Ron Rivera's decision to take the Redskins job. I like Ron Rivera as a head coach a lot. I think he's very, very good. I think he made a bad choice. He's a really good employee who made a really poor choice. He's going to coach the Washington Redskins. He's seeking power. It's a mistake. It feels like Chip Kelly to San Francisco, who I think can coach. Now, I think Ron's a much better NFL coach. The rule in the NFL, better the quarterback, better the chances you survive. Dwayne Haskins is the fourth best quarterback in that division. He's the fourth best. And if they use Alex Smith, he's the fourth healthiest. So Dwayne Haskins is not close to Carson Wentz. I don't think he has nearly the upside of Daniel Jones. Uh, Daniel Jones had far more college starts, and I don't think he has the qualities of Dak Prescott. So that's 1-5 in five to 0-6 a year in division. I think he just made a big mistake. Uh, you're going to go into that game against Philadelphia, Ron Rivera, for the next 10 years if you were coaching there, and Carson Wentz, you have a major quarterback deficit. And I think Daniel Jones is way better than I thought. You may have four games a year. And I don't think Dak's a super talent, but I think he has super leadership qualities, super durable, super tough, uh, and wins a bunch of games. So uh, I, I think it's a big mistake. And it's a bummer because I think Rivera's great, but he's seeking power here. He can be the GM. He can have personnel say. He can be the coach. Guess what? Washington's got, what, the number two pick in the draft? I would strongly think about drafting a quarterback. I would strongly think about it because your success in this league as a head coach is totally tied to it. Great coaches get fired. The Andy Reeds, Carroll, Bill Belichick, they get whacked in this league because they can't overcome average or old or unathletic quarterback play. Well, uh, Dwayne Haskins is not very athletic, but he is a rookie on a rookie contract. There is a slight chance that Alex Smith returns, who's the solid veteran who could find a way to get in the playoffs. And I generally agree. That's a hard division, right? But it's weird. Like we talk about how great that division is. And yet it's the worst division record wise in football. And they crossed over against the AFC East. They, they had Cowboys had a relatively soft schedule. Good portion of schedules, super, super soft. And they still couldn't get above 500. So a lot of it is reputation wise. Like, look, the giants aren't good. The Eagles are banged up, but they're closer to rebuild than they are to reload. And whatever you think about the Cowboys, they're still an 8-8 eight and eight football team. I, I actually think the power is a good thing, right? When you've been in a place and you've had multiple GMs, you want to try doing it your way, and you're Ron Rivera. And what are your options? Your options to sit out, probably don't want to do that. 
Your option is to go to the Cowboys, maybe, but they didn't offer you the job. They haven't fired their coach yet. You got to decide right away. And if you go to the Cowboys, you got to live with their decision-making and their style of doing things. I thought he made more sense in Dallas, but I do think that Dallas, you lack creative control. And whether it's actors in movies or coaches in sports or you and I in the business world, if we can't do it our way, you're always doing it somebody else's way. And sometimes that makes you say, no way, Jose. Huh? Uh, a little rhyming for you. What does the fuck say? Let me ask Isaac Lohenkron. Ike, what would you say 2019? The year is of what? I would also say uh, the birth of John Ramos' uh, new child. Was, you know, for, it, for the whole world? Yes. It, it did Thank resonate. You. <laughs> Thank you, Isaac. Throughout the world. Because he posted so much about it on so no, I'm just kidding. Uh, it was that kind of year. I think my answer is, I mean, some years there's a dominant story. I know it. What about Tiger Woods? Was, it was, yeah, I was just going to say 2009. Okay, let's go Tiger Woods because 2009 was Tiger Woods. Yep. Him winning the Masters in 2019. You know, there's a he won the Masters there. this year. Yeah, and then and then he was a huge part of uh, what was it? The Presidents Cup they just won. Well, let's do it. Tiger Woods it is. Okay. Sorry, Ramos. Okay. Could be the year of the transfer, right? Although although Ohio That's State came up a little bit short. Joe Burrow is a grad transfer with LSU. You know? The the the, the year the that the SEC found offense. It's hard to not be about the Patriots, although they kind of petered it. How do you make it the year about them when the last game they played in 2019, they lose to the Miami Dolphins, right? That's a, that's a hard one. That's a difficult one. Ooh. Huh. This year was the year of what, and next year will be the year of what? All right. Give me my thoughts on the Cleveland Browns and the decisions that they've made as opposed to the, the Cowboys and what they have not made. And we'll forecast, foreshadow, what could last year tell us about this coming year? Find out next on the Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. What up, Doug Gottlieb Show? Fox Sports Radio. Happy New Year to you. However you're celebrating, please make sure you do not get in a car with anybody who's been drinking or drink and drive yourself. I mean, look, New Year's is amateur hour enough. Let's be honest. Guy really is. It's amateur hour. So the last thing you need is to go out and party on amateur hour and then run the risk of something happening to you. You want to go out and go have a good time. If you don't, stay in and enjoy the festivities. I don't know. What is the age where staying up late is like, oh, man, I'm so tired the next day. Yikes. Yikes. Um, West Coast is better than East Coast for many reasons. One of the big ones is the whole, like, Let's just pretend like nine, nine or ten. Like ten is New Year's. Right? It's New Year's in Chicago. Chicago's a great city. It's already New Year's in New York. It's nine o'clock. Also a great city. Miami, side the Super Bowl. All these things are cool. And in Texas, Texas is Dallas, Houston, San Antonio, Austin. They all celebrate New Year's. Why do you have to wait two more hours? Does it really matter? Now, the only thing is we don't get the real ball dropping thing, right? They do the recorded re- recorded earlier. 
Thank you for telling me that. Thank you for telling me that. Anyway, Florida State touchdown in the Sun Bowl. Catch and run. That's Florida State getting ready for a new coaching regime. 13-9, pending the extra point over on CBS Sports. Bunch to get to today. Um, give you my thoughts on 2019 and how it forecasts and foreshadows for years to come. Because the things that worked in 2019 will work in 2020. But first, the news of the day is that the Cleveland Browns have decided to bid adieu to John Dorsey. Now, look, there are many people that come out and go like, hey, he was only there two years and he clearly got better talent. And I, I, I understand people that come on this show, people in the business. Joe Banner came on the show, former CEO of the Browns. He's like, look, how many guys they have to run through? How many guys they have to run through before you start to realize maybe it's the hirers, maybe it's the job and not getting enough time. I, I understand that. And that's that was one of the reasons that so many people didn't want the job last year was look at how, in terms of head coaching, look at how many guys have gone through there. On the other hand, and this is a very, very, very important point to point out. Some hires are more important than others. And while John Dorsey is not solely responsible for the failures of this team, last year he had the co he had the offensive coordinator debacle, which was an offensive coordinator in Todd Haley couldn't get along with Hugh Jackson, the head coach, so he fired them both. And and you know, and then I I think honestly, you know, you have a defensive coordinator who has some success motivates the team. He goes on and goes to New York and has a pretty good year. And your team lacks discipline. You lead the league in penalties. Your quarterback gets worse, not better. I would say the two things that led to the ouster of John Dorsey was maybe three. He was the one who said that Baker Mayfield was Brett Favre. And he has not been Brett Favre, unless you want to count the the, the gloomy years in Brett Favre with the drinking and the pills, right? This is not, he has been more Manziel in many ways in his reaction to the vitriol of the media and fans than he has been Brett Favre. He drafts Baker Mayfield, the number one overall pick. He's the one who hired the coach. He's the one who hired the coordinators. That falls on that goes to his desk. You can miss on a second round pick. You can miss on a third pick. His number four pick in that same first round was not a terrible draft choice. Should have drafted Sam Darnold, number one overall. He chose not to. And when you make those picks number one overall, and the quarterback doesn't just uh, get worse, but he also has all these other little minor issues where he just can't. Let it be. And there doesn't appear to be, it was a lack of discipline. And discipline comes from the top, not just the head coach, but also the general manager. I think drafting of Baker, hiring, the, the coaching decisions, those are bigger than just, hey, he missed with a third-round pick or he missed with a free agent. They extended a ton of equity. Made the trade for Odell Beckham Jr. Couldn't get him to OTAs. Reworked his deal. He didn't play good football. He wasn't in. You had players asking out. 
So I think that Dorsey's coaching decisions in terms of who he hired, his drafting, and his trading for OBJ, those are all those are major decisions. That's not missing on a guard. That's not missing on a fourth-round pick. That's not missing on a, a special teams coach. You're missing on the most important parts of the organization, and you became kind of a laughingstock. You can't lose to the Bengals and hope to keep your job. Right? Lose to the Bengals, you're going to get fired. And that's what happened. Crazy, because they beat, they beat Pittsburgh this year. They beat Baltimore this year. But when you beat Pittsburgh, you have a player swing a helmet at, another, at, a, at an opponent and get suspended for the year. Odell and Jarvis both telling other teams to come get me. The quarterback regressing. The head coach looking overwhelmed. These are all things that fall at the feet of the general manager. Not surprised. And the second part to why he probably got fired is most candidates you're looking at, the good ones, you want stability. They're like, look, I'm only going if I get stability, and I'm only going if I get my guy's general manager. And John Dorsey's not my guy. Oh, this is an interesting take. Richard in West Virginia, you're on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. 2019 is the year of what? 2019 was a year of better officiating. It just seems like, just in my observation, it used to be for the last two or three years there's been a lot of complaints about the officiating. This year, I didn't see any coaches. Very seldom you see coaches or assistants or anybody jumping in the officials' faces. Either the older players have learned more, paid more attention to what's going on, or the newer ones are coming in or doing a better job. That's what it seems like to me. The uh, I would I would actually go the other way. 2019 gave us uh, Saints versus Rams, right? And that blown call, which I did not think was as bad as portrayed on television. I just didn't. I think the angle makes it look worse. It's a bang-bang play. But that call was seen as so bad they changed a rule. And then we just had, I don't know, is that called the Fiesta Bowl, the national semifinal? The Fiesta Bowl, which... I actually agreed with the call where the Ohio State did not get a touchdown. But the Big Ten has come out and said that absolutely should have been a fumble and a touchdown. Like, that just happened. Bookending 2019. So, yes, officiating could have been the story of 2019, but I would say in the other. Look, it makes it really, TV makes it really hard. Here's what I think 2019 is. The fundamentals are the fundamentals. I say it in basketball. We say it in football. The fundamentals are still the fundamentals. All right? Can you block? Can you tackle? Can you run the ball? In basketball, do you turn it over? What Virginia wins the national championship in college basketball. Right? They don't do it with glitz and with glamour. They are very fortunate. They trailed in all the last three, four games or whatever and found a way in their cardiac. But what do they do well? They play great defense. They take good shots. They make their free throws late in the game. The fundamentals are the fundamentals. The things that have always allowed you to be successful, will I be successful? And you, you, you fast forward that to the NBA, and though the Warriors, I believe, are the better team, one of the fundamentals are the healthier team wins. You go and look at the Rams and the Patriots. The fundamentals are the fundamentals. Can you run it? Can you not turn it over? Can you stop the run? How'd the Patriots win that game? How'd they beat Kansas City? Penalties. Penalty on Kansas City. They did turn over. Penalty on Kansas City changes the game. The Washington Nationals, good old starting pitching, right? Great starting pitching. Fundamentals are the fundamentals. 
Pitching, defense, timely hitting, old school baseball still works. All of this stuff, which has worked for 50 years, still works. You know why? The fundamentals of the fundamentals. That's my take on 2019. How does that factor into 2020 and beyond? Same deal. Same deal. You know? Yes, LSU is throwing the forward pass now. It's breathtaking for people in the SEC. Like, wow, we can we can throw it to the actual guy in our team, not the other team? Yes. Yes, you can. On the other hand, you still got to stop the run, still got to pressure the passer, still got to run the football in key situations. Fundamentals are the fundamentals. All right, coming up next here on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Um, Still no decision in Dallas. Want to know why? I'll tell you next. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has the tires that'll elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporting handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from a full line of Pirelli tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see the Pirelli test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. Be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires at a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Hey. 
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Um, Okay, so, a lot to get to. A lot to get to. Um, um, Just um, an immense amount to get to. Um, like I have NBA stuff, you know, like, look, it's not crazy here in the end of 2019 to say, you know, LeBron James is not a top five player in the NBA. It's not crazy to say, and I've heard people say, Hey, in the playoffs, Tom Brady's your worst quarterback. You're like, wait, 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 wait. Worse than Ryan Tannehill. Yeah. This year. Yeah. Yeah. Go and look now. Josh Allen, who he just beats in the playoffs, okay, maybe he's your second worst, but Josh Allen is so much more athletic. Just Tom Brady limits you. What he can, what you can do with your brain, it's only so powerful. Very powerful thing. Very powerful thing. Um, man, there's a lot. Whew. So as we get ready for the playoffs, you wonder why haven't the Cowboys made a change yet? Yeah, why not? I mean, it was this was a Super Bowl season, and they lose their next to last game, which eliminates them essentially from the playoffs. They don't make the playoffs; they're eight and eight. And you're like, why not? This is a family thing, you know. You you don't fire family. You don't fire family. It it doesn't mean that you have to keep him as your head coach, but you don't fire him. Because you want Jason Garrett to always be welcome. And you don't want to have a press conference or press release where his contract is up. He is not retained. That will be the press release. But it also makes it a lot harder. You know, you you pick a day where you're not going to be number one in the news cycle. Whether you do it after the 1st of January when you kind of get lost in the happy new year. Or you wait till a Friday news dump, which is probably more likely, right? You guys know what a Friday news dump is? It happens on a holiday weekend in Washington. If there's bad news, you put it out Friday afternoon. Friday afternoon. That way, all the sports shows like mine and Collins and Dan Patrick's don't pick up on it. You know? Like, it just, Saturday becomes about the games, Saturday will become about the games. Now, the only tricky part about this Friday for a Friday news dump is there are NFL playoff games on Saturday and on Sunday. And so Garrett's job would be but would be decide, would be discussed on those pregame shows. But there will be some sort of news dump element to this where he's not going to be fired, he's just not retained. And this is why it's really hard to work with family. I have a really dear friend who works with his brother in his business. And for the last, oh, I'm going to say decade. Every time I talked to him about work, he's like, man, this it works really hard. He's hard to work with. I'd love to buy him out. Did this and that. And I was like, he's your brother. It's not happening. You know, it, working with family is very difficult. And 
while Jason Garrett isn't a Jones, might as well be. He was a lifetime backup who became, you know, a coach, worked his way up the ladder, became the head coach. They had a ton of success. He doesn't have flaws as a human being, right? He's not a drinker. He's not a drug guy. He's not a womanizer. Like, you don't want to ostracize a cowboy trying to, you know, trying to win. Not all these things are not his fault, which I think is what he tried to point out with the Kellen Moore decides personnel type of, of presser. But I do believe, and it's that it's going to happen. I just think it's a way in which they are trying to handle it in the gentlest way possible. Because Jerry Jones is not a phony. He does really care about Jason. He wants him to get a job. He wants everything to end, end amicably. These breakups, these divorces, they are hard. Hard on everybody. And there are people that are loyal to Jason Garrett that you don't want to lose in the Cowboy family. You just don't. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. All right, let's welcome in Charles Robinson, senior NFL reporter for Yahoo, at Charles Robinson, Yahoo Sports NFL podcast. Charles Robinson and uh, uh, Therese uh, Paler, uh, you should download that one. It's a, it's a great listen. Let's start with the Browns. What's your reaction to John Dorsey getting the boot? Um, Not... This has been weeks coming. Like the interesting thing about this, when I was at the owners' meetings in Dallas uh, about two weeks ago, um, that's when you started to hear that, hey, you know, Paul DePodesta might have some other opportunities, and you know, Jimmy Haslam is trying to figure out how can he keep Paul in the organization. Things are going horribly with Freddie Kitchens, and now Jimmy Haslam, the owner, is staring at John Dorsey going, the last two guys that you endorsed were Todd Haley and Freddie Kitchens. And both of those situations absolutely cratered. And I can't have you he, – he decided, I'm firing Freddie Kitchens, and I can't have you lead the next coaching search. And if I take you out of leading the next coaching search, and I want to keep Paul D. Podesta, some things got to change here. And – you know, so it was clear to me coming out of Dallas that you know, there was potentially a shakeup. But it, it's funny because where we are now, John Dorsey fired. Um, Paul D. Podesta not yet taking over the football operation. It's suggestive of they're trying to figure out the alignment is going to matter. If you bring in um, Josh McDaniels, he's going to bring in Kevin Ziegler, it's going to be his general manager. That means Paul D. Podesta then has to decide does he want to stay in the Browns organization? Or if you bring Kevin Stefanski, who was Paul D. Podesta's choice for coach last year, then maybe you bring in Andrew Barry back from from Philadelphia. So it's I'll give you three words here. Overcome Jimmy Haslam. That's what this is about for the Browns. They have to figure out a way. Whoever, Whoever is there when this is all over, they have to figure out a way to overcome Jimmy, Jimmy Haslam meddling and being petulant and getting involved in things because you can say whatever you want about all the people who have been flushed out of there. The root of all of this is that Jimmy Haslam has always gotten involved quickly in a lot of these situations. True. No, that, that that's absolutely positively true. Um, is it also possible, and I agree with you uh, on your assessment of why Dorsey was shown the door, could it also be that whoever they hire wants wants their own guy in there, right? And yeah. And th- yeah. that's why you're seeing such a smorgasbord of names because you have half the people half the people are brought in um half the people brought in 
and uh, there or wanted to be brought in were guys that Dorsey wanted. Half of them are guys that ownership wanted that will bring in their own guy. Yes, I mean it's it it was a bad like when when Dorsey was brought in. Dorsey, there was a meeting, okay, inside the Browns, and Dorsey and Hugh Jackson literally said to Jimmy Haslam, we, "Okay, we don't need Paul Deepdust. Like, we don't need we don't this this these analytics guys. Like, we don't need a whole other fiefdom inside the organization. We should probably just get rid of these guys." And instead, Jimmy Haslam goes, "Nope, going to keep y'all. You're all going to have to figure it out. You're going to have to figure out how to work together." And it, it what it did is it just created divisions. And I I kind of I likened it in some ways to when Chip Kelly was brought in and Chip Kelly had his own personnel guys brought in, uh, Kevin um, or Tom Gamble in Philadelphia, Howie Rosen wasn't fired. He was kept in the building. And, and even though Chip Kelly, you know, it was clear how he want or Chip wanted Howie out, Howie Rosen remained. He kept talking to Jeff Lurie. And then when things went bad, Jeff Lurie's like, I'm going back with the guy who I think is the smartest guy. That's what happened here. Jimmy Haslam was like, I'm keeping Paul DePodesta around. Andrew Barry's like, I'm going to go get a whole other experience in a different franchise. I'm leaving. I'm going to go to Philly and see what it's like there. Um, smartly, I might add, on his part. And Paul DePodesta remained, and Jimmy Haslam kept going, just like Jeff Lurie, hey, this is going bad, so I'm going to go talk to the smart guy, the guy who I think is the smartest. And at the end of the day, when this all, everything, the calling happened, who's left? It's the smart guy. Right. And... It's. I mean, this is just. The it's Browns, one of those. Uh, it's, one of those. It's one of those four computer guys we hired, right? We hired those four. <laughs> those four computer guys, as Dave Gettleman earlier today. If you follow the NFL, <laughs> well, you're no, like, no, 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 no. You got to get it right. Computer folks. Yeah. We hired. Four we, 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 we hired those four computer folks. <laughs> yeah. They, they do them the things with the things with the you know, things. Amazing. Yeah. I mean, that Completely was, amazing. Line. <laughs> that was that was really really remarkable. All right. So. Uh, Am I wrong to think that whomever comes in, um, and no one is safe there, right? You bring in a new GM, you bring in a new coach, the idea of whether it's Jarvis Landry, Odell Beckham Jr., or even Baker Mayfield, no one is, no one is untouchable if there's a new guy. Um, the Podesta and if Andrew Barry were to come back, they were part of the equation that landed on Baker Mayfield, okay? So, they, so at the very least, they went through that process and – you know, I, I think Baker, I would not necessarily say, hey, they're the advocates the way, you know, Dorsey and Freddie Kitchens were, but I would say they were enough a part of the process that they believed that Baker was a player you could build around. So that's good for him. Now, Odell Beckham, I mean, it, it's not as good as it would have been, obviously, if Dorsey had stayed, but at least it's guys who were involved in, in selecting him and, and, you know, had a voice in the room and there was talks. Um you know, Odell is different, completely different animal. I mean, that's a John thing. Odell, I think, loses backing. And the lack of discipline inside that organization, you know, and, and it's going to be interesting to see what comes out because there, the, the litany of stories that I heard over the length of the year and then people, like, confronting ownership at times going, there's no discipline here, there's no accountability, there's all these, you know, problems, Um you know, it, it's it's going to come down to whoever takes over this is going to sit and look at that roster and go, okay, there are pieces here, but there's definitely guys we don't want involved in this equation, and now we have to look at maybe moving some of these guys out. And I'm telling you right now, there's a higher percentage chance now that Odell Beckham saying, hey, come get me, 
hey, come get me, trade for me, or let me, you know, there, I think there's a higher percentage chance now, and I'm not saying it's still a good percentage, but I will say that if he really, really wants that, if he really wants off the team, make this statement now to whoever comes in, because yeah. there's a, you, probably you, a better chance you now you, he could get off that. You will get your wish. Um, wh- why would Ron Rivera take the Redskins job? It's a, you know, that's a, it's a really good question. It is. I mean, that's a really good I. I think because if he, he brings in Jack Del Rio, if he has full run of your, your, you know, your staff is your staff, you get whoever you want. Um, they fired Bruce Allen to make this happen, which frankly, if you ask me, hey, give me one thing that absolutely has to happen to make Washington seem like a much better place to be, you got to get Bruce Allen out completely, not under some other, he's not in another office somewhere else, he's not on the stadium stuff, he's just out. And, and so at least they did that. I think what's going to matter here and probably answer your question is who's the general manager. Let's see who becomes the general manager of the Washington Redskins, because I think Rivera is going to be very influential in that process. And he's going to be very influential in, in a lot of, you know, what happens moving forward with the roster. Um, and, and look, they're not, the Redskins are not untalented. Like it's, a, it's, they've got talent on that roster. So there's something there to work with, but I, I agree with you. I think it's interesting because I think like Ron, if he had stuck around or maybe taken a year off, you know, there might've been a more attractive job than that available, but he's, he's getting power out of this. I will guarantee that. Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox sports radio. Why haven't the Cowboys made a decision yet? Or they haven't (laughs) announced the decision yet. I, I, I am, I am beyond it now. Like I, I can't, I'm lost. Like I, I, so I had a conversation yesterday with someone in the organization. I'm like, what's going on? Like, why is this happening? And what I was told was, look, you have to understand how the Joneses are operating in this situation. They want to be as dignified as possible with Jason. And part of that process is letting Jason go through his process of leaving, saying goodbye to everybody, doing everything he needs to do. It's not going to be Elaine Kiffin where it's like, yo, you have 30 minutes to get out of the building and turn over your stuff. Like it's never going to be like that. The Cowboys have been really good about when people go out of the organization. Now, all that said, I don't know why now there's another meeting like today. I'm like, okay, this is it. They're going to, they're going to have the final meeting and you know, this is going to be done. I have no clue why there's an additional meeting and it's, it's stupefying to me and I can't get anybody to give me a straight answer for exactly why Jason is still hanging around there getting meetings. Yeah, so it's my, my my guess, my hypothesis is it's family and they want to handle it with with kid gloves and they want to have everything kind of, you know, they'll allow it to expire more than fire him. Maybe maybe that's that's the only thing I could think of is they feel like Jason Garrett is family and it's different than firing Shane Gailey. A press conference. Like like to me, I'm kind of like, okay, is this working your way into the the, the press conference, the Ron Rivera departure press conference? The hey, you know what? It didn't work out, but let's not, you know, let's let's have a, a closure press conference and do it that way rather than, you know, let's treat it with some dignity for having been together 10 years and a lot of investment that went into this to not work out. That's, that's the only thing I can figure. But I, I'll tell you this, too. When I asked the, the person inside the organization, I said, you know, what names here are the names I'm hearing. You know, I've heard about all these college coaches. There's got to be an NFL coach. Who am I not figuring out? And they brought up Greg Roman and said, look, there's there's 
there is some there are some people inside who like the the Ravens uh, offensive coordinator Greg Roman think he would fit, fit well with the staff here. So I called the Ravens. And I said, "Have you heard? Like, have you heard anything about?" Me? And they're like, "No, nothing from Dallas." And so I'm like, "All right." So obviously they can't make the call because Jason's still there, you know. So I asked my people in Baltimore, "How long can this go? Like, when when can how long does Greg have to interview if if they call at the last minute?" And they're like, "Till Sunday." So I'm like, okay, well, so you, you have through Sunday that gives them a couple extra days, but I don't know, man, this is, this is everybody I know. And, and even people who cover the team, we, you know, you end up talking to, we all end up talking, texting, and then you talk to your sources and it's a common theme right now where everyone's literally shrugging going, I don't understand what's going on right now. Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox sports radio. That's the voice of Charles Robinson, senior NFL reporter, at Charles Robinson, Yahoo uh, is, is the Twitter handle. Yahoo Sports NFL Podcast, Charles Robinson and Terrell's uh, uh, Paler have that. It's great. You should download it. It's frankly awesome. Um, like, look, I don't think the Patriots are great. I don't think they're going to an AFC Championship game, let alone a Super Bowl. But there's a lot of people dancing on the grave of the Patriots, and here they just won 12 games in a division that has two double-digit, two playoff teams in it, and the Jets aren't the worst team on earth. Even the Dolphins right. are like surprisingly not horrible. Um, wh- wh- why are why are are there so many grave dancers on the Patriots? I think it's because you sense weakness in a way where you didn't see see the late season flickers of like, oh, that's how they'll fix it, or oh, that's you know. I, I think the one thing that even I've forgotten, and I thought about it today, is you forget about playoff time. You're like, oh, yeah, that's right, playoff time. Like, you, we see him struggle at certain points, or we think, oh, geez, he's going into the postseason losing it, and then all of a sudden playoff time shows up and things look a lot better. But the, the difference is now, I don't know beyond Julian Edelman, that you know, the tight end position is not – it just never got better, The, the it, not the way they needed it. The, you know, the wide receiver position beyond Edelman never really got consistent or better. Um uh, you know, Landon Roberts is probably the cra- you know taking a linebacker and putting him at fullback was probably the craziest thing that we've saw them sort of create in the course of the season, um, offensively to to add some dynamism to what they were doing, and that's man, that's a stretch. So and they weren't running the football like dominantly every game down the stretch. So, you know, I think that's part of it. You're right though about the. It's funny the division did if you look at the second half of the season. The division was far more competitive than people give it credit for. The Dolphins got competitive. I don't even think people realize that I think the Jets were six and five with Sam non mono Sam Bradford or seven and five yes, with yes. non mono I think they were seven and five with non mono Sam Bradford. Yeah. Kind of crazy, um, right? Yeah, it is kind of crazy. So it's I hate kicking dirt on them because like I said, playoff Tom always shows up and you know, I, I'm until they're dead. I'm never, I'm never doubting them, and and this is the kind of game where you look at them and I'm like, wow, this is a bad matchup for them, and you know Tennessee's hot on offense and they're just pounding and being physical, and you got Vrabel and there's all these different variations, and then playoff Tom shows up and I go, ah, that's right, why did I even say that? So until they're dead, they're not dead. It's just how it is. Yeah, yeah, no question. Um, I, I mean, by the way, six and two Jets finish six and six and two. Why do the Seahawks, who have played so many close games, look like they've never played a close game Sunday night? And and not only that, why, you know, the Seahawks lost games at home this year. 
that's another thing too. Like the people sort of a blip where unless you were in Seattle, yeah. you weren't aware that they lost multiple games at home. Yeah. And it was a team that never lost games at home. Um, you know, I, I don't know if it's just at times where, you know, you saw the injuries stack up at running back and they were always their best when they were a running game and, and were kind of controlling the tempo of, of things, you know, the, the San Francisco game, I mean, ah, it was a flag that should be called like that. That to me, um, I don't know. They, they got pooched in that situation, but yeah, it's not, it's concerning when you see them in close games like this. And I'll say this about, um, about Philly going into Philly's not great. That's bad. And then, uh, you know, Philly has shown the last couple of weeks, all these injuries. The one thing, when you talk to people inside the Eagles, they're like, look at our elbows. They're all scabbed and we love it. Like we're gutting out every single game. Every time we need something to happen, we are making, we are manufacturing it happening. And I don't think they care that the last couple of weeks it was against NFC East teams. They don't care about that. They're like, we can, we'll do it against Seattle. Like we'll force them into a close game here. So it's concerning, I think, for the for the Seahawks. And I still think as good as Russ is, and he's fantastic, you you got to be able to run the game, you know, run the tempo, run the football, and then that opens up guys like Lockett and other aspects of that offense. Charles, happy New Year to you. Should be a fun playoff season. We're already, you know, all, even coaching changing season is good as well. Thanks so much for joining us on Fox Sports Radio. Absolutely. Thanks for having me this season. I loved it. Let's uh, let's make sure we talk for the Super Bowl. For sure. Charles Robinson, senior NFL reporter for Yahoo Sports, at Charles Robinson on Twitter. And, of course, check out his uh, Yahoo Sports NFL podcast. Coming up next, we will continue the Cowboys conversation and look at the rest of the head coaching carousel. All right. What happens next? Find out next. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Man, so much stuff to get to. You know what? Here's what we'll do. Uh, let's let's quickly wrap up the year with the press. The press. Isaac Lohenkron, what do you got? Let's begin with New York Giants general manager Dave Gettleman, recently retained to come back in 2020, and he held a rather interesting news conference today discussing his newfangled plans for the future. We've completely redone our scouting situation, our pro, how we look at college personnel, how we look at pro personnel. We've hired four computer folks, uh, uh, software and we are completely redoing our back end of our college and pro scouting systems. No word yet on whether Gettleman plans to ask those computer folks to teach him how to send out pokes on Facebook. Yay. That's funny. Right. That's really that's legitimately very, very funny. Right. Yeah, G- Gettleman is one of the worst and most entertaining press conference guys of all time. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, that's an all-star team for sure. He's a, he's a lead member of it. Big news in Houston, not in Dallas, but we know that's another story. Big news in Houston because Texans defensive end J.J. Watt added to the active roster for Saturday's wildcard game against the Bills. With a growing injury. Uh, that is huge. Huge, huge. Um, that's big, big news. I, I, if JJ, JJ Watt, how many times has he been hurt? Right, and missed the playoffs. Could this be the year for the Texans? Could this be the year? You know, like, look, they've seen the Ravens. They didn't do well against them. They beaten the Patriots. Have they seen the Chiefs this year? 
I think they beat they beat the Chiefs. They beat the Chiefs. At, yeah, and that was before the Mahomes injury, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Yeah. So I mean, like, is, is are the Houston Texans the team we are not talking enough about? I know they just lost the Titans uh, last game of the season. You know, helping the helping propel the Titans into the playoffs. But it should be pointed out that Deshaun Watson didn't play, so they're fresh, they're rested, and you know they have one of the best big game quarterbacks in football. They have arguably the best wide receiver in football, and now they have one of the best defensive players in football back healthy. It's not over until it's over. Now, from current NFLers to a currently unemployed NFL player, Antonio Brown, who posted the following video to social media today after his workout with the Saints. I appreciate Sean Payton and them guys for supporting me to bring me out to work out. I think it was a publicity stunt for them. Sean Payton know the feeling of being left behind. Not being able to interact with his team. I know I have a team. But it is what it is. We don't seek comfort. We don't make excuses. I'm going to just keep committing to be the difference. Because I know I'm the difference. Brown appeared to be posting that video, obviously, on some sort of treadmill or a Stairmaster. In a related story, the Fox Sports Radio anchor staff pitching in to buy one of those for the studio so we can have that same sound effect while we're delivering our reports. That is hilarious, right? Hilarious. By the way, calling the one team that reach out and work you out a publicity stunt is like, this guy's such a dope. All you have to do is, hey, I appreciate the, the opportunity. I'll be ready whenever somebody calls. That's it. That's it. Hey, get out there and press. That was the press. Not really a New Year's guy, but this is the end of a decade. Didn't do the all-decade team. That seems like cheese ball radio. Just does. Too, too many things going on. Too many things going on. Tom Brady was the best football player of the year, uh, of the decade. LeBron James the best NBA player of the decade. You know, we could go Clemson was I think Clemson Alabama the two best football college football programs of the decade. There are you better? You feel better because of it? The big thing here is have a safe new year. Don't drink and drive, call an Uber or just stay home. Happy New Year. I'll see you on the other side. This is the Doug Gottlieb show. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The wait is almost over. 
Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Plus. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. 